to keep your climate of faith i just want us to believe and, and present ourselves available for god to do miracles um i want to shake doubt out to its core and and i i want us to get just in a supernatural uh, god my god can do the impossible 
and, and need us in miracle form and, and we'll preach about miracles but i want us to get there and as you just with your heads bowed eyes closed just listen uh we need to let our logical assumptions um we've allowed our logical assumptions to trump our theological belief and before we know it our reality is defined by human assumptions rather than divine revelation so we're going to double back to the simple truth jesus can make your impossible possible as he said about henry ford whether you think you can or think you can't you're both right it's not mind over matter it's faith over matter and we we want we got to we can't we're not going to settle for anything less than what god's best is and we believe that god is going to do what hasn't been done and what seems impossible but we are not going to logically take god out of it and say god we're going to give it to you and we know 100 percent of the prayers not prayed are never answered they're 100 percent not answered but we're going to put our faith and our hope in jesus and what a great way to enter in is hearing about trust god this is bigger than me god they won't turn i've told them everything i need to tell them about you lord they haven't done it that my situation doesn't sound right. i can't do it he said great 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 here i am i'm gonna do it for you the opposite of belief isn't just unbelief it's false belief it's believing that we've gotten what we have it's believing that because i spoke to 30 over thirty-six thousand people the last years or so that was it no the belief is he's filling this place up the belief is he's blessing your body the belief is he's changing your life he's breaking he's causing you to be made every bit whole he's healing your body that's the belief i'm not gonna fall for the false belief and settle for anything less than god miraculously overtaking my life my body my mind my will my emotion so if you want god to do a new thing you can't keep doing the same old thing well jesus here we are we trust you lord god what seemingly was unbreakable addiction here it is here's my god there's a man at the pool of bethesda he was there for 38 years someone had told him the first one in gets it but but with jesus it doesn't matter you just get in there and believe that was never the rule he just sat outside and because he wasn't first he did nothing god has got us so we turn to you jesus I know what the doctors have said. I know what my body is saying, but I know what you have already said that it is written by his stripes we are healed. I know it. I know, I know, I know we have fallen out of love. I get it, I get it, but my God said what you put together, let no man pull apart. I know the children are out of control, but you said train them up in the way that they should go, Lord. They can't depart. Lord, I, I know, I, I got to believe, I got to share with everyone here that it's not too hard for God. It's not impossible. God, we've always been poor. We've never, ever had enough. No one's ever had enough. That's over. But God is showing up in our lives in a major way to show you he is the God that's more than enough. He He's abundance, he's abundance beyond even what we can ask 
or think, but we must grab a hold. God, I believe you for the whole miracle. I have not missed my time. I have not missed my date. I have not missed my moment. I have not missed my purpose. I am here knowing that my God is going to do through me what I've seen in the vision and in the purpose and in the plan. I am here to believe him for the full miracle. How about you? How about you? How about you? You don't have to live with that. You don't have to live with that. I'm here for the miracle. God, we, we, we expect. I pray Psalm 62.5 over each and every person here that you have a spirit of expectancy. Spirit of expectancy. I need to speak to your dreams. And we need to speak to our family members' dreams that they don't let them go because they felt like, here's what has happened to me. No, in the name of Jesus, if Joseph could make it through 13 years of slavery, heartache, and prison and still live his dream, so can you and so can they that we declare in the name of Jesus that the false belief be gone. That it will be removed from their mind and be removed from their attitude. It's not doubt. They have now believed that this is the way it is. No. In the name of Jesus, I come against that assignment of false humility and false belief. And direct them to full on. I believe God is doing and going to complete the work he begun in me. And Father, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. That our mind has been captivated by the presence of God. Our mind has been consumed by God Almighty. And Lord, that's where we run to. We run to you. We run to your presence. And we thank you this morning. Everything I know is you're in control. It's you're in control. And I do not have to stop and settle for anything less than the hand of God moving. So if you've given withered hands, I thank you for delivered bodies and delivered uh, joints and delivered uh, backs and delivered headaches and delivered internal problems and delivered blood issues. I pray in the name of Jesus that I refuse to walk out of here less than if the man picked up his bed after 38 years and walked. I'm going to pick up every part of my body and walk. I'm going to pick up every part of my emotion. I'm going to walk. I'm going to see the walk happen right in my time, in my day. My heart is healed. My liver is healed. My kidneys is healed. My lungs are healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. I thank you for the burning bush moment for each and every person here. We shake the dust off of our feet and believe that God is completely moving in. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. What we want to figure is what God is what God is capable of doing and able to do. And sometimes we just need to know God is able. The storm is half the story. So if you're living the storm, you're not done. You're just living in half of the story. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, Therefore we do not lose heart. Though our out outer self is wasting away, yet our inner self is being renewed day by day. For our light and temporary afflictions is producing for us an eternal glory that far outweighs our troubles. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on, the on what is unseen. 
For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we've had the storms, we've had the rough parts, Lord, and Lord, we dare not stop there because you're saying don't lose your heart. So, Lord, we want to enter into that other side of the story because we've read the end of the book. We know we win, that, Lord, we want to establish and walk in that victory for our entire generation. We thank you, Lord, for blessing this message in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's the in that verse, if you read it, where it says, um, for our light of fixture, temporary afflictions is producing everything that God uses everything to produce. He don't bring it against you, but he can produce it that came against you. Amen. He can use it as a production. That's why Joseph could say what you meant for evil, God made it for good. So it can be a production. And so instead of getting upset or frustrated or giving in, don't do that because it'll never produce your, the thing you went through will never produce what God intended it to do if we give up and give in or, or start going a different direction. So it's uh, critical that we stick with God because he's actually using it to produce an eternal glory that far outweighs our trouble, right? There's just days that your troubles are outweighed, and that is the day you lift up your eyes and say, Jesus, come into my heart and save me. That, that, that ended your trouble. So in order to have a miracle, we must first have a problem though, right? So what the devil doesn't understand is that he come against you, but that needed to show up first. My old baseball coach used to say something when the other team scored first. He'd always walk down the dugout and say, well, we had to score anyway to win. You know, so it was like, don't worry about that. That was part of it. You know, like, so they scored. Don't let that stop you. I think a lot of times people get frustrated because uh, they're not successful all the time or most of the time they quit trying altogether. And they will be 100% failing in things they don't do. The bigger the problem, the greater the miracle. So if it's a big problem, you got a big issue, the bigger the miracle, the bigger the show, the bigger the thing that God's going to use it to break through, the bigger the, the purpose, the bigger the plan. Uh, it, it has to be in a, in a place. So if we get too caught up in having to deal with the problem, we will miss the best part of the picture, the miracle. And I think a lot of folks are walking around that had left because of the problem and missed the opportunity to see the big picture, the miracle. Uh, Satan would love for us to operate in half off. How many of y'all like sales? Half off. I like the sales that says there's a discount price and then take some more percentages off that. And, and the devil wants you to go half off. Take the half off about God. You got problems, now take the half off. Take God out of your life. Things are going bad. So take God out. Just go back to doing the other stuff and just be double bad. But, but we're not 50% off believers. We're not half off believers, right? Uh, but Jesus paid the full price. So we're at full value. Amen. So I'm at full value. I don't have to take half off in my belief and in my faith. I'm not a 50% believer. I'm a 100% believer. That's why they, we say now in, in a couples or marriage class, it's not a 50-50 deal. Marriage is a 100-100 deal. It's full on. It's all about what God has. The hidden figures are eternal, and the worldly figures can't outlast your everlasting life. Here's what he says. The things which are seen are temporary. Things are unseen. Those are eternal. There are figures and numbers that God has for us we have yet to even see and experience yet. 
right? There's an abundance you haven't seen yet. There's a restoration. There's a healing we haven't seen yet. And we can't get caught up in what we do see and miss out what's, what's on the way to come. The next picture, the next thing. Uh, instantly, instantly is never more valuable than eternity. See, if I can get it right away, it may not be the right way. Repair your eyes by getting in the word and begin to see in the spirit, right? So I need my eyes to be repaired. I need to look at Christ and him crucified. I need to see Jesus first so that I don't let the storm take me out of sight and take me out of mind and take me out of restoration and take me out of peace and forget there's a miracle on the other side of this. All I need to do is stay upright before God. Right, it said that that uh, that that Psalms eighty four eleven that he'll not withhold things from those who walk uprightly, walk uprightly, believe uprightly, and let the storm comes. But because you stayed and built your house upon the rock, you will stand. Romans chapter eight verse seventeen through nineteen says, and if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. I know we're trying to tell couples that are on the verge and they're about to break up. And the, the person's like, I did all this stuff. And now they want to come around and start loving me. Yeah, you ate all them veggies. Get some dessert. Stick around. Let them down. They're ready to come and get it together now. They learned. But they're ready to quit because they said, well, now they only want to do it because I did all this stuff. Okay. Wasn't that part of it? Get some, get some sugar on the cake. Um, the sugar's already in the cake. <laughs> I get some icing on it, something. Get some ice cream. Thank you. But, I, I mean, I can't imagine doing all the work and then walking away from it and not enjoying the benefits. Uh, I consider that our present sufferings are not comparable to the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation was, waits in eager expectation for the revelation of the sons of God. It was one thing I was trying to share with Ms. Reed. I couldn't remember because uh, Jimmy Evans talks too fast, and so do I. But trying to take notes, I was catching cramps. Trying to take notes of everything. He was like, and I'm like, and it help. I was sitting next to Banana Girl over there trying to take me out. I'm telling her I'm allergic to bananas. She keep a banana wide open. I don't care. Find you another seat. It's a big church. But <laughs> she didn't say that. I'm interpreting. Uh, when he said this, and y'all remember this, right? When he said that the woman is the help me, right? He said the word help is the, the same definition for Holy Spirit. Uh, you are the Holy Spirit, the help me. You are identified as teaching, guiding, protecting, and wisdom. In a relationship. So if you're not listening to your spouse, and he was directing and said, man, if you're not listening to your spouse, you're not listening to the Holy Spirit. Jimmy Evans, Dan, Tori Gant, 101. Right? Now, now, not if she's telling you to go in there and steal grapes out of the supermarket. You know what I mean? Like, like if she's trying to tell you, heed warning. Or, or like, uh, there are times in, in places where Pastor Rita go, man, that person doesn't look like they have the right intentions. It's like she can see that. And she goes, like, you need to guard yourself a little better. 
be so open to everybody's conversation. So we have to come back from that. He says, that is the help meet. That is the helper. Holy Spirit is the helper. We used to say if he's the helper, if it's like hamburger helper, you can't just have a box. You need that helper. The meat part. <laughs> helper, baby. I need some helper. Some people want to do it without the Holy Spirit. The moment can't stop your destiny, but the memories can stop your momentum. So if I get something that hits me and I let that stay in my mind long enough, it'll stop me. Because it's not the moment that stops us, it's the memories that stop us. So I remember when this didn't go right. I remember, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't let that stop you. It was just a moment. Uh, fight your mind. Fight to have the thoughts of Christ. It is having the mind of Christ that keeps us in the main of our faith. So why am I not digging into my faith? Because I don't have the mind of Christ. If my faith is my main thing, it's because Christ is my mind thing. Let eternity keep you so that the moment can't catch you. The present can't compare to God's presence. Man, this is good stuff. Oh, this is coming off the road. I was so jacked up. I was at Allen High School. They have declared that they're going to reach as many people as possible. So they have where average schools have 100 or so, and that's the big schools. They have 500 mentors. 500 on campus. It's a 6,000 capacity school. They have 1,556 graduates. Can you imagine if we had to sit through that? I met the principal. He's bald. He said, dude, I sweat through my suit at graduation because they do it outside in a stadium. Can y'all imagine me outside in a suit, in a robe, talking about congratulations, holding people's, those things would be soggy. They couldn't read them. By the time I do it, he, he's bald, and, and we were just laughing. He said, I love every minute of it, of being able to tell them congratulations. That moment can't compare to all the work they've put in. And so he says it's worth it. Uh, due to our proximity to Jesus, we are going to be attached. Uh, but that same proximity is the reason to have joy because our answers is is by our side we're going to be attacked not attached because our proximity because we're close to god is why we're being attacked by the devil people always say well i'm in with jesus why am i still having a battle because you're with jesus and the devil hates that but by the fact that you're with jesus you should have joy because the answer is right by your side you're not out of answers right you are attacked because you're walking with jesus but you're also blessed because you're walking with jesus and we were talking about the fact of how God just shows up and, and stays up as long as we will grow up and believe in everything that he has for us. Second Kings chapter 13, verse 17 through 19, it is uh, how to fight. How many of y'all believe you are a good fighter? How many of y'all are a good fighter? Is it just two of us? No, you weren't a good fighter. Not, not a good arguer. Hands. Am I the only one that had this false belief about myself? Yeah, y'all, everybody else knew, but I thought I was, right? I was one of them. Uh, I wasn't a good fighter. I was a violent human being. In other words, I would do whatever I needed to do. You might get bit. Uh, one kid that uh, I got it to a place where he got his head stuck between a tire and the curb. Um, Okay, I stuck his head between the tires. That was I not telling the truth. I got his head stuck between the tire and the curb. Advantage. 
um, I just didn't, like, I would hit you with anything. I would stab you. I would, I did not. I was going to walk away. If you won, you had to look over your shoulders for the rest of the year. It was not over. And y'all need to become like that. If the devil's gotten over at any point, he needs to be looking over his shoulder for the rest of his life. Or rest of your life, too. Because you should never let anything get away with uh, attacking you and, and pulling you down. Ever. Ever. So, thank God y'all not good fighters. Um, this is the king. and He was been told to do something. We've read the story before. Uh, to beat, if you could defeat every enemy in your life, you could make sure the enemy never came back. Because that's what we're serving God for. To make sure the enemy never, all the stuff that happened, the people that have died from cirrhosis of the liver, the cancer, everything that has happened. If we could make sure it never, ever comes back, ever. We would, we would do it. If we were given an assignment to do it, we would do that, right? Here's this king. Your enemies are going to be defeated if you do this. And it says, open the east window, said Elisha. Uh, so he opened it, and, and Elisha said, shoot. So he shot. Then Elisha declared, this is the Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, for you shall strike the Arameans in Aphek until you have put an end to them. Can you imagine if you were just given arrows and you hit it as many times and think of the things you want to be destroyed, to never come back, the disobedient child, the terrible twos, the crazy teens, the, the midlife crisis in the crisis at their 20s, and the, the, the man issues, the woman issues, all of that stuff, you would be beating the ground till your hands were bleeding. King says, man, I'm in the moment. I got my good robe on. Elisha said, take the arrow after here's what the arrow's going to do. So he took them. Elisha said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. He struck the ground three times and stopped. Man, that ground hard. It didn't say you had to dig a ditch, just strike the ground. And I think a lot of times we're trying to do too much when God has just asked us to do our part. He stops, but the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would, would have struck down Aram until you had put an end to it. But now you will strike down Aram only three times. It is like you will have a little bit of good time. You'll have a little bit of blessing, but it's because you stopped. We said that about our kids at camp. They come back from camp fired up. And then three weeks later, they're back at it. The trip wore off. And what we have to do is put in a place of, I want to strike this thing till it never comes back again. Not just on me, but on my children. A lack of effort in the moment cost the king generations of victory. I wonder what stop has cost us lasting victories. What did I stop doing? Well, God, I've been running around this building praying, and it ain't working. Keep running. Keep running. God, I've been doing my devotionals. Nothing happened. Right? We, we, treat, we treat God like we do diets. Well, I'm out of broccoli. We must um, believe like it depends on God, and we live like it depends 
us. You have to live like it depends on you. Believe like it depends on God, but live like it depends on you. Because that's your lifestyle. <sighs> Let my broccoli go. Our daily routine should mirror our eternal destination. And that's the daily. Uh, the king only made it to half of the a story and never return to form to the form of victory Li victorious living uh, just stick with it i mean i know like and and we we, we tend to we tell you and we, we we want you to be a part uh it's it's all in our on the 27th our leadership class it's all in it's all in it's what it's about it's all in it's been so long but it's all in stay all in there and and whatever it seems like man i'm just going through the motion keep the motion because as long as you're moving god has got you Galatians chapter 6 verse 8 through 9 says, the one who sows to please the flesh, <laughs> half time, from the flesh will reap destruction, but the one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not grow, grow weary. Weary can, <laughs> weary can be a growth a growth it can be a part of your life you can grow up weary in well-doing in other words when you hear people say well i'll do it this time but it don't never work for me for in due times we will reap a harvest if we do not give up therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to everyone especially to the family of faith and we have to catch ourselves making sure we're not talking about the family of faith making sure we're doing good to the family of faith let us do good to that don't grow weary uh, i believe that as he said in the earlier verses don't lose heart don't grow weary and showing up with a lost heart meaning i can't even get into worship well it's because your heart has been lost and God came to seek and save that which was lost. Giving up too soon leaves questions unanswered and faith unused. It's questions that can't be answered. Faith cannot be used. I was talking to my dad yesterday, and he's preaching this one preacher in the church that where well, my dad came in and helped, and he's a they call them deacons there still. Uh, and he's a minister. But one minister that was there left to start his own church came back as the, all those churches do to visit and he said uh my father's his last name is Irvin, and he said oh minister Irvin, you better be glad that i ain't here no more you'd be uh, on the sidelines and, and my dad now you know gives it back gives it back. i was like thank god i wasn't there and he knew he was going to have to come up now. You, he says that now. He realized he's still got to come up there. And my dad says, you know, minister, whatever his name was, one thing about being on the sidelines that carrying a clipboard, you get to pay attention. So when it is your time to step up, you don't step out. I was like, man, I wish I could have been there. I would have had so many other things I would have shared. They knew it was coming. And my dad said, you know, I... I really have to get a hold of myself i go no that was he needed to hear that he needed to hear that because he'd left and gone from church to church to church that god never told him to leave the church he was in but he left looking to pastor churches he went to about five or six churches to one church said okay come in and bid then he wants to come back and be insulting and what my father was explaining to him i didn't call me god did 
so you can't talk me out of this. It is in doing well or at the side of Jesus that we can get tired and want to give up. It's when we're doing everything right and things don't go right, we want to quit. Because if we were messing up, we'd go, oh, it's because I'm messing up. Well, when God says it's because you're doing well, nothing is more disheartening than sitting at the side of Jesus but not experiencing the blessed side of life. So, God, are you with me? Yes. Why am I not blessed? You are. You're getting the opportunity to even pray to me is a blessing. Make sure you live for both sides, the joy and the pain. Like sunshine and rain. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you see both ends and see what God wants to do on the other side. Amen? We got it? All right. Okay. You guys bow your heads because I am about to get completely out of line with the verses. I seen sun and I seen rain. <laughs> so as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, all right, uh, you're praying. If you've got children, pray over your children uh, who may be silently being bullied but not speaking about it. Pray that they are coming out now to speak up for themselves and believe in God through help and strength of God. I just sense that. And they're not able to talk because they can't, uh, don't want to express that. Well, I just pray in the name of Jesus that their storm ends and their freedom in the name of Jesus. Experience the other side. It's going further than halfway, but say, Lord, thank you for your deliverance. I thank you, Father, for each and every one of us here that we are full time, fully committed to finishing uh, and walking in the finished work of God and not just the first steps of God. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing all that we do, and Lord, that you bless the work of our hands. As Pastor Rita and I pray every morning that everything we put our hands to do, let it prosper, Lord Jesus. And Lord, that you will be glorified in the hands as we put them forward to honor you. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord Jesus, that this storm is only half the picture, but there's a better picture on the other end. So I'm not gonna let this moment turn into a memory and keep me from my destiny. But I look at this moment and said, you can't even compare to the eternal weight and glory of God. You can't even compare to what God has for me. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for redirecting me if I've turned in any way in a false belief. Lord, I thank you for redirecting me and calling me back to the complete place of standing up, taking up my bed and walk. I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm set free. I'm blessed. I'm in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. I thank you for opportunities coming forth. I receive them. I receive them, Lord God, as a minister of the gospel. I receive them as a public speaker. Father, I thank you for everyone here beginning to receive in, in their areas of, of expertise and blessings that, Lord God, you're, 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 you're uh, bountifully overflowing us with rest and peace and comfort. And I thank you for the answers. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.